You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. everyone, this is Three Geeky Ladies, and I'm Suze Gilbert, and with me is the wonderful Vicki Stokes. Hello, Suze. Hello, Vicki. And our fearless leader, Elisa Paselli, um, had some family issues, nothing terribly, terribly serious, but she will be out today. So we are going to talk about Thanksgiving for this episode. So, Vicki... Um, well, you know, it really makes me laugh because Elisa in the show notes has like two things, how to prepare, yeah. choose and cook a turkey. So this should give our listeners um, a definite heads up that Elisa is a gourmet cook. It's expert. www.butterball.com how to's. But actually, that is a really good idea because if someone has not been able, if they, you know, that seems to be like the baseline of a new cook, like a, when somebody mm-hmm. is a newlywed or you live on your own and you cook a turkey. It's very, it can be very intimidating. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. whether to stuff or not stuff, how many pounds should you choose? Um, so actually, that is a very, very good resource. I'm glad she did include that. So yes. how, how, how big of a turkey do you normally get, Vicki? Well, I, my, um, I have a sister that doesn't like turkey at all. I have one sister who's a vegetarian. So, uh, and I grew to like turkey. I'm sorry, my mom baked very well, but she did not make a very good turkey. And her her her, uh, her dressing was the best dressing in the world. But turkey was like awful. Fortunately, we would have a ham and a turkey because I'm from a very big family. Um, but um, I discovered I like turkey by going to other people's houses and going, wow, that turkey is pretty good. You know, it's moist. It's, you know, not overcooked. Uh, my mom um, likes to overcook poultry. She's afraid that she was afraid that we were going to, you know, get well, what do you get from, from chicken salmonella or something like that? Yeah. And so she thought that that's what, what we were going to get if, if it wasn't cooked to the turkey diet again. So um, I uh, made my first turkey on my own. I, I was I was one of those people who had a refrigerator full of uh, lean cuisines, okay? <laughs> and that's what I ate. Uh, I didn't really cook very much. I went out a lot. I was very young and, you know, had a lot of friends. So I went out to eat a lot. Um, but um, I had a friend in um, Pennsylvania, and I lived in New Jersey at the time. And she was going to come up. And she's actually a very good cook. Uh, I didn't know that at the time. Um, and we were roommates in college, too. She didn't cook, and I didn't realize that she was an excellent cook. Um, but she, she was coming up, and we were going to make a turkey and everything. And uh, she called me up the morning of and said she couldn't make it. She was sick. Ugh. So I ended up making a turkey by myself. No stress there. <laughs> yeah. And But I had a recipe because, you know, I still, I like cooking shows. So... Back in the day, you, do you remember the Fugle Gourmet? Oh, gosh. I Yes. I remember. I, I love that guy. Well, I remember yeah, the, too. I'm going to huh? really show my age, but I remember Julia um, Cook. Who I, Julia Charles? I, I mean, Julia Charles. Julia Cook. Yeah, Julia Charles. <laughs> and I have a dog-eared copy of um, How to Master the Art of French Cooking. Oh, my gosh. When I oh, came yeah. back from France, I wanted to be a French gourmet cook. But I also, the galloping gourmet used to kill me. I, I still love the galloping gourmet, yeah, too. Yeah. I, came, came on at, at noon or sometime yeah, during, during I love the daytime. cooking shows. And this was really, you know, for listeners now that have, we just have run the gamut. I mean, everybody is a foodie, it seems. You have tons of food yeah. blogs and, you know, food shows. But oh, yeah. Yeah, but we didn't I have always, that much. I huh? We say? never had much, when you know, growing no. up. No, but I love cooking shows, even though I wasn't really not interested in cooking. My mom did not encourage me to cook. Uh, I think she liked her kitchen to herself. And I just thought it was just cool. Okay, you want to cook? I just decided that I needed to learn how to do a little bit. And I do know how to read. So that's how <laughs> I started. You know, I said, I'm going to read this recipe, figure out how to do this. And the, the key to my cooking was to have everything I would 
prepare. You know that the French phrase mise en place. Yeah, mise en place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you cut up all your ingredients and then and I'm, I'm probably destroying it. No, but, you're not. You said it yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And uh you 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 chop up and prepare all the ingredients so they're already arranged. You read the recipe. You got to read the recipe. You know what the, what the steps are so you don't be stuck. Oh, I got to do this and I got to do this and you don't have time to do it. So, um, and a lot of people are doing their recipes like that, where they tell you this, you need to do this, you need to do this in advance. And quite a number of them are very good at that and for the, for the beginning cook. But my recipe was from the Frugal Gourmet, and it is from his Frugal Gourmet Cooks American book. I still got it. It's all, the pages are all yellow. <laughs> um, but I, it's their roast turkey with sherry butter. Um, and I made that, uh, and I had no witness to this, <laughs> but it turned out to be the best turkey I ever had in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe she missed this. She would never believe that I cooked this and it was beautiful. We didn't have phones back then. So I didn't, I didn't even think to go find my camera, dig it out of a drawer somewhere <laughs> and take a picture of it. Um, and I wish I had, it looked beautiful. It tastes delicious and it's simple. It was just a turkey. 10 to 12 pounds, you salt and pepper it to taste inside and out. And then you mix uh, a stick of butter, which is about a quarter pound of butter. Mm-hmm. Or you can use olive oil or salad oil. Or, but why would you do that when you get butter? And um, half a cup of dry sherry. You mix that up and you inject the turkey in strategic areas two or three times with that that. Um, Sherry butter, so because you would need one of those needles, those yeah, yeah, yeah. injecting needles, yeah, like one of those plastic yeah. flavor injectors uh, that you can get at the gourmet shops, and you just inject it into all those different areas. That tur- and then you can rub more butter on it. Well, I just I had a lot of of that uh, uh, sherry butter mixture, and I just kept basting it with that. It turned out to be the best turkey. It's unbelievably good taste to it, um, and it's so easy. Um, you, you, you cook it 325 uncovered and then for about 15 minutes. So you, you, you start that um, beautiful brownness. Uh, and then what you, you can, um, you can stuff it. I don't believe in stuffing a turkey. I, I believe in just taking some of the juices afterwards and squirting it into the dressing and giving it some flavor. Uh, I'm just afraid that one wouldn't cook properly. But some people, you can do that. Yeah, I do. And then you, you, you um, bake it for three and a half to four hours. You don't even have to bother it. Hmm. You know, I baste it every, Two, about two or three times during the roasting, but I just left it alone. And and I like cooking where you do you prepare the stuff and just let it do a steam in the oven. <laughs> Turkey is the way to do it. And you don't even have to cover it or do anything. Hmm. And it's the most moist. I mean, the breast part of that turkey was so moist. It was just juices. As you bite into it, there was still juices coming. I was like, God, this is unbelievable. And then another thing he has... Uh, uh, that went along with it. I don't like gravy. I'm not a gravy person, but there, I know that people do love their gravy. And, and gravy is an excellent way to make dry turkey taste a little bit better. Um, but he has this plain old turkey gravy recipe where all you use is two or three cups of broth, the pan drippings from the turkey, and roux, and a quarter cup of dry sherry, salt and pepper. And people say that it's an excellent gravy Um hmm. I am not a gravy person. I, I don't understand why people put gravy on food, but uh, um, I tasted it. It didn't taste foul or anything. <laughs> no <laughs> no pun intended. That, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, I I thought it was pretty good. And most people love it, and they have asked me to make it hmm. whenever I, um, I'm around them. And if, if a family member listens to this, yes, there are people who actually <laughs> like my cooking. <laughs> I don't do a lot of cooking for my family, but, uh, and then the few that do, I do, they would never have to eat the turkey in a dressing. But I used to love the frugal gourmet. I know he said it has a bad rap. Um, there, I saw a, a, um, a email, a, a blog where somebody was asking, is it now cool to like the frugal gourmet again? <laughs> Probably. You know what happened with the scandal is back. Well, it happened. You know, kicked them off the, the older I get, I see, I don't use margarine. My grandmother, who lived to be 100 years old, always used butter. She grew up on a farm. And I just don't like all the chemicals in food. I'm really anti chemical and I'm especially anti high fructose corn syrup. They, it's, in, it's pervasive, they, it's, in, it's insidious. They have it in everything ketchup, uh, pickles. Uh, just, it's ridiculous. I went to get some breadcrumbs. 
just the Progresso breadcrumbs. And I had to end up going to Trader Joe's and getting panko crumbs because they have high fructose corn syrup and breadcrumbs. Why? Yeah. But my yeah, turkey I, recipe, I grew up with a fabulous uh, Polish grandmother who was a fabulous cook. Um, she could make, she taught me how to take a recipe and just make it your own. You, you just get the general idea and then you throw it out the window and you add all the spices and herbs. And that's pretty much how I cook now. I very rarely mm-hmm. follow a recipe and I could just get the gist of what needs the ingredients, but pretty much I am an experimental cook because mm-hmm. many times, like my sons will ask me, how did you make that? I don't remember. So now I have to start writing things down. But the one champagne turkey that I have made for the last 25 years, it was a recipe that I found years and years ago, and I perfected it. And it's the recipe that is my most requested and that I make every Thanksgiving and sometimes Christmas. And the recipes that I included in the show notes are not my recipe. My, I, I, it's my secret recipe, and I don't want to give it away. However, <laughs> however, if it intrigues you, send me an email at suzegilbert.com, and I will send you a copy of my super secret recipe. But you're not allowed to, you know, like share it on the Internet because I, I don't want it getting around. It's really awesome. So what, <laughs> and then they'll take credit and say, yeah, yeah. So how my <laughs> recipe works is that, You get, you know, I usually, I've gotten really, I've sometimes selected turkeys for a crowd and gosh, we're eating turkey for almost a month later, but I generally get about a 15, 16 pounder. Those are the types of, you know, about the bird that I want. If we're going to have company, then I'll go up a little higher, but I get the turkey and what I do when I make the champagne turkey is I, you know, give it a good washing, take the giblets out. And I prepare my stuffing the night before. So the herb croissant stuffing um, is basically made the night before. And you basically take, you know, like um, half a pound of bacon and yeah, you, (laughs) I use a pound actually, but you cook that and crumble it up. And in the grease, the Mm. bacon grease, you add um, green scallions Um, you add, uh, your herbs, uh, onions. So you add green scallions, you add some onions, you get that until it's translucent. And then I usually put like rosemary and there's sage, um, salt and pepper. And you've, you break up about six uh, or eight, uh, croissants, day old croissants. So you break all that up in a bowl and you add, your mixture and the bacon into that and you just let it sit overnight it does have a little you can you don't need olive oil or anything it's a very moist stuffing when it goes into the turkey so the next day you know when I I wash the turkey I put all of I slather olive oil extra virgin olive oil inside and outside I put my stuffing I tie off the bird now here's the kicker with this recipe which is awesome you basically are making a cheesecloth shroud for this bird so you have to buy some uh, cheesecloth, and you can get that at Target or your grocery store. It's in the it's in the uh, culinary stuff aisle, and you measure so you're going to co- go back and forth and cover the bird with this cheesecloth. You melt um, basically a cup a cup of butter, a cup of champagne, and then you dip the shroud in there. The cheesecloth shroud and then you you lay that on the bird and then you put the rest of the butter champagne mixture in there then you cook the bird on a slow oven and you're right it's like 325 and you I continue to base I continue to keep that shroud moist it's the most beautiful brown you have ever seen in your entire life it's exquisite Mm. but about an hour maybe an hour and a half before I think the bird is going to be done and I usually take a meat thermometer and I always test the, um, I don't like an overdone turkey. My mother-in-law, I hate to even say this, my mother-in-law overcooks a turkey until the, until the meat falls off the bone. And it's oh. so dry. I know. I hope she's not listening. But anyway, I love you, Mom. Because that bone gets, it gets super hot by yeah, then. Yeah, I don't, so I don't like, I don't everything. like overdone turkey. So, you know, normally you put it in, and I think it's, I want to say it's like 170 in the thickest part of the thigh. So, I'll take, I'll just baste that off a little bit and take the shroud off and then it just browns up beautifully. 
And then when the turkey's cooling, because you really want, you don't want to cut the turkey when it's extremely hot. You like to let the juices settle. Um, so while that's cooling on a board, I usually take the pan drippings and I add um, the flour and some more champagne and strain strain it. And that makes the champagne gravy. It's mm. the, And the stuffing is absolutely to die for. Everyone loves, even my little 97-year-old neighbor who came and joined us last year fell in love with the mm-hmm. stuffing. He said it was the best stuffing he's ever had. He's only mm-hmm. had Texas cornbread stuffing. I love cornbread stuffing. So it's, it, it's a really great easy yeah. recipe it's it looks more extravagant than what it than what mm-hmm. it is because it really isn't and basically the herbs in that stuffing and the cheesecloth be, uh, over that turkey that in, that what that does it just encases all the juices so when you were saying your turkey is very juicy so is this one it is unbelievable yeah, but but does a cheesecloth stick to the turkey because you know i well it will it will is, but you want to baste it off before you start it removes very easily you just have okay. to just baste it off a little bit and then you just pick it up with some tongs and sh- it whips right off and it doesn't rip okay. the skin it doesn't rip the yeah, skin yeah because i had a friend who uh, she said that's the one i was talking about it was coming up an excellent cook and uh, she decided to use one of those baking bags. Yeah. And pulled it off, and all of the skin came off the turkey. I cried. I literally cried. Yeah. No, the, I guess, it, like somebody has stabbed me. Yeah. The, the cheesecloth, because of the heat, um, and even when you're. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's, it has holes in it, too. It's not like a hole. Like, yeah, well, it's, it's like a yeah. mesh. It's like a gauze. Mesh, it's really yeah, mesh, gauze. Yeah. But the thing is, is that. If you, you know, you just don't want to rip it off on a, on a, when, and when it's dry. So just moisten Mm -hmm. it first because you'll still have a lot of juices in that bottom Mm -hmm. of the pan while it's cooking. And then Mm -hmm. just take it off. It comes off in one piece because it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's dried itself in some ways. And you can just dispose of it. And then the turkey will be beautifully brown by that point. But all you're doing is just browning it a little bit more about a half hour before you want to take it out of the oven before the final uh, time is up. And, the skin is just, it really is a beautiful, beautiful bird. What, oh, what is mm. unique about this particular recipe is my husband loves dark meat. And usually when you have dark, I'm not a dark meat, dark meat person. I prefer white meat. Um, but he loves dark meat and he said it's juicy. Normally, sometimes with dark meat, either the white meat will be dry or the dark meat will be dry. But this has a really nice moisture content throughout the entire bird. So... If anybody's intrigued by that, shoot me an email and I will very begrudgedly share my super secret champagne turkey recipe. But I did include some recipes for you, which is a champagne turkey. I have not tried that one, so I really can't. Uh, it is, yeah. it, But it's pretty basic. It, it looks like it's pretty good. And a croissant stuffing and a champagne mushroom gravy. So I got a question about your croissant stuffing. Mm. Is, the, is the croissant still crispy or is it? moist it's moist mm. it's very See, that, moist that's something i'm afraid of I, I do you remember that when we were kids we used to have uh the they would make it with just regular uh white bread and it tastes to me like silly putty oh this doesn't taste like silly just putty so, just mushy oh no so this is afraid mushy. of that i always like to have to toast the stuff make sure it's toasted or and then that's the reason why i prefer the cornbread dressing because it doesn't get like that oh see it, i don't it stays consi- very moist. i don't consider it's moist, this- but it's some crunchy on the outside on, on outside layer this is not crunchy but it's definitely moist it's not a dry yeah. stuffing and it's not you don't understand the crust on yeah. the outside of it yeah. baked it gets it's nice well crust. there was yes. a big brouhaha years and years ago remember that they said don't stuff mm-hmm. a bird for like you said you know you know because of salmonella or, but i've always stuffed my bird i've always stuffed my bird yeah, it gets a really good flavor but you know like i said i like to just take the juices out of there because i don't eat, i don't need it for gravy i'm not gonna make gravy. yeah 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 <laughs> and i just put it all over the dressing well the other recipe yeah. i I shared, and I do use this recipe, and I make it my own a little bit, is my husband, for his birthday, loves pie. He and I both love pie. I'm not a cake person, except chocolate cake, but he and I really do like pie. So a few years ago, he said, it's really too bad you can't combine apple and pumpkin, because those are his two favorite flavors, and his birthday's in October. So I'm thinking, okay, how can we work this out? So the recipe that I shared, I started with this recipe, um, and we call it pumple pie because it's a mixture of pumple <laughs> and uh, pumpkin and apple, and it actually is fairly good. I t- 
tend to add a little bit more pumpkin because I have a bigger pie dish and I like a thicker layer of pumpkin. But I would just say to be, you know, definitely cook your apples um, in butter and the apple pie spice before because you want you want your apples a little soft before you put it into your pie crust. But it is a fabulous recipe. It's really, really good. And I thought for Thanksgiving, that's the best of two worlds for many people is to have pumpkin and apple. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's a great recipe for people to try to make if they would like to do that. Yeah, I, I uh, you know how garlic is um, uh, the enemy to the drac to Dracula. Yes, yes. <laughs> pumpkin is that for me. I don't like pumpkin. And, I don't even like sweet potatoes either. I'm sort of weird. Oh, I love both of um, them, but everything is pumpkin now. You go to Trader Joe's, know, they have pumpkin it, it, ice cream. This, this is the worst time of the year for me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you go. To, I went into Trader Joe's. It was like pumpkin pancakes, <laughs> pumpkin muffin, pumpkin pumpkin. I'm like. Get away from me, please. <laughs> well, the pumpkin ice cream at Trader Joe's is very good. I have to say oh, that's really good. But I would never eat that. I'm sorry. No, I love pumpkin. Uh, I just don't like that. That the, I know I don't like sweet potatoes. When I was a kid, somebody said, here's some potatoes. They didn't say sweet potatoes. They said potatoes. And I ate them, and it was sweet. And I was like, this is weird. These aren't potatoes. <laughs> so I, from then on, I didn't like it. And my dad is the opposite of me. He loves sweet potatoes. My dad, my mom, he would just bake them and eat them like that. And my mom would have to make four. I agree with your dad. If she, if she needed she needed two pies. Oh, I agree with your dad. She needed to make six because my dad was going to eat four of them. Okay? Oh, I totally agree <laughs> with your dad. I love sweet potatoes. I always have. Yeah. When we go into a restaurant, I never, ever get regular fries. I always get sweet potato fries. And You know what? I can eat those. I mean, I just eat a few because they sort of remind me of carrots when they cook yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can do yeah, roasted carrots yeah. the same way. They're very good, carrots, actually. Carrots, yeah. I like that. I can eat it like that. But, I, but in terms of a pie, I just couldn't eat a pie like well, that. Well, what the South, you know, it's really nice because I lived in New England for, you know, over 30 years. I've lived in Oregon. I've lived in Wisconsin. I lived in Arizona. But what's really nice about living in Texas in the South is that, especially in the Dallas area, I have now um, tried black-eyed peas and collard co- collard peas. greens, which are excellent. I don't like greens. Oh, I do. And I'm making those for uh, <laughs> I Thanksgiving. I would not eat any kind of greens. Oh, they're collard, delicious. Oh, my gosh. Turn up. Oh, yeah. With a little vinegar. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. That's the way my, my mom used to do it, a little vinegar. It's, what is wrong with you, girl? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm probably but, the only uh, African-American who doesn't <laughs> like soul food. But <laughs> well, the other thing they have here. I just, it's just, I, don't, I don't like greens. And you can doctor them up and do everything you want oh, to. Oh, I love all greens. And I will eat a little bit of it. But it does. It's just I'm I'm holding my nose and just swallowing it. That's you know? a sad thing. Uh, but I do like spinach. Well, I like spinach. Yeah. But I love beet greens. I love Swiss chard. I love dandelion greens, and I love fiddleheads, and I love and mm-hmm. collard greens. I never tried them before until I moved to Dallas. And it's so tough to me. I don't like them. I really like them. I I get them mm-hmm. probably once a month. The other thing that I really like um, mm-hmm. that I've tried here is sweet potato pie. Holy moly, that is awesome. No, that's my least favorite. Ugh. But yeah, my mom made. I gather she made a good one. I I could not judge because I don't like sweet potatoes. But yeah, that's like a staple. It, it, it was in my our house. We always had to have sweet potato pies because my dad loved them. But we also had German chocolate cake, and we just would take the recipe off the back of that the German chocolate sweet German chocolate that you buy in the store. Yeah. Uh, and my mom, like you, never re- really followed the direction. She doctored it up. We never knew how it was going to turn out. Sometimes the <laughs> custard would be, it always was good. It's surprising. But it was taste different every time. One time she made me, when I was going away back to college, she made me this pan of uh, German chocolate. Um, like They were like brownies. You know, and you know I'm not crazy about um, chocolate, but I do, do like German chocolate cake because of the, all of that Caramel Ugh, and I, custardy I, topping. Oh my I god, I detest so it. <laughs> you don't like it? Oh, no. that's, that's what I don't I, like I, the I coconut. I don't like the coconut in it. Oh, I love coconut. I like oh, coconut, goodness. but I don't like it in German chocolate cake. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just different because it's sort of like a caramelized thing on top and all of that. But I like I like the combination. But um, I, the one other thing I wanted to mention, and I'm pretty much tanked out with advice about Thanksgiving is I belong to Cook's Illustrated and you know that they, they have this TV show called American's Test Kitchen. Cook's Country is another one of their uh, PBS shows. Uh, they also have a cooking school, bookstore, they have a radio program. And um, I f- they have this Thanksgiving menu planner. 
Unfortunately, you have to have a membership to get to to get to some of these recipes. Yeah. And uh, but they, uh, I love the way they do their recipes. Their recipes are tested. If you follow the instructions, I guarantee you, it's going to be excellent. I love I've Cooks never, Illustrated. Even the magazine yeah. is just beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. The magazine is great. But I only have the online service because I just want to get to the recipes. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a classic Thanksgiving menu, and they get step by step how to do it. They have a uh, Thanksgiving for a crowd. Uh, it'll show you how you can make enough food for to, to meet um, a big crowd of people. Uh, and then they got one for small gathering, a lighter menu, make ahead menu, a sudden Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving for beginners, tired of turkey menu, and a day at the menu. Oh, that's <laughs> I mean, great. Have, that's great. Yeah, though. everything. Yeah. And um, I really, they, they're into brining turkeys, you know, so. Um, and I have brined a turkey in the past, years ago, mm-hmm. when I first started. But I, what I do now is I usually always brine, like, um, uh, chicken. I always brine chicken before. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah unless it's cold. But I don't, brine, it, it, I don't brine turkeys because usually they're already pre-brined. At, like, if I buy yeah. an a organic yeah. one or natural one, they're usually pre-brined. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and if you, you get organic one, I don't think you really need to. No. They, they generally, yeah, yeah, they're generally pretty much. And, and like I said, kosher chicken, too, has already been brined for you, so you don't really yep. need to brine them again, or you end up with some kind of soggy mess of a chicken. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we, we want things to be so lean. It's happened to pork also. Pork is so dry and pretty much tasteless. I remember as a kid, we were barbecue ribs, and they'd be like the juiciest ribs ever. You get some ribs nowadays, they either too fatty, because they haven't cut, they haven't really butchered it properly, or it's so dry because it's too lean. Uh, what you want with pork is that marbling. That's what gives it the flavor. Um, and uh, it, for, in terms of health, just eat less of it. Yeah, know? that that makes sense. I I don't eat yeah. pork anymore, except I will yeah. have bacon for that one yeah. time in the stuffing. But normally, I don't eat bacon either. Yeah, and I have a nephew who's talking about he wants to be a vegetarian because. Like my sister said, when she became a vegetarian, it smells and looks better than it tastes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's disappointing. It's, and if I'm not really enjoying it, then I, I don't have to eat it. So, um, Well, what I'd have on my list is that if people want to decorate their house, you know, if you're, if you're under the gun and you want to just have some, you know, nice, um, you know, name placements, uh, what a thing. Come on, uh, place, placeholders. Ah. Place I said placement. I, I do this all the time. Um, they have, I, I included a link for free Thanksgiving printables. Cause that's already, that's really nice. If you just want to do that's some, cute, actually, you know, quick, yeah. uh, very contemporary yeah, kind of cool decorations. If you have a crowd mm-hmm. coming over just so it looks festive. So I did include that. Yeah. The other thing is of course the Epicurious app, which is free. They have fabulous turkey recipes on there, as well as the sides and desserts. It's just a really great app. And you have to sign up. You have to form an account. But that's that's okay, I think. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. do too. Because if they come up with mm-hmm. new recipes um, or you look through them, you can save them to your recipe box. So you can save the ones you want so you're not you know, scrolling mm-hmm. down through thousands of recipes. So that's kind of nice. And they're rated. Many of the recipes come from like um, Gourmet Magazine, Bon Appetit, you know, it aggregates a lot of different recipes from uh, the web. So that's really nice. And, you know, they do a fork system. So in a percentage, so they'll, if something gets four forks, they'll say 97% of, uh, would make this again. So that kind of gives you a heads up whether it's a decent recipe or not too. And then, yeah. And I think that aren't you able to pull up, like if you have, I got avocados and this and this yeah, and then they'll find a recipe yeah. for you. And then you yeah. have a shopping yeah. list, which is really nice that you can just, mm-hmm. um, send a note. So that way, if you want to get the ingredients for something, it, you can send that to yourself. So that's really nice yeah. too. Yeah, I, one time I had like apples, onions, and um, something else. And I said, let me put this in there and see what kind of recipe they said. I'm <laughs> going to make it. And it turned out to be some kind of a apple coleslaw kind of thing. I went, oh, that sounds gross. Now, what would I eat with that? And they gave me suggestions about what to eat with it. The apple coleslaw was really, really, really good. Um, I, I was surprised. And, uh, the, of course, the other thing, they, I forgot what they said to make with it. Uh, a meat or something and but 
the apple coleslaw was really, really good. I said, I should do this more often. That's the way I can clean out my uh, refrigerator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever I have left I, over. I think it's great because you're yeah. absolutely right, Vicki. You can go buy ingredients, yeah. so you get a ton of ingredients, or... Um, mm-hmm. They have great soup recipes. So if you need to clean out your oh, yeah, refrigerator, yeah. you know, it's great. to. That's a great way mm-hmm. to clean out your fridge is get all the, you know, soft vegetables and throw them in a soup. The yep. other thing. Make a stock and, too. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that they have, which I really like, is seasonal recipes. So right now mm-hmm. it'll be Thanksgiving. Next month they'll have a bunch of Christmas recipes. And they, they're really good about updating it. So it gives you a heads up. You know, if you're trying to plan a menu around a particular occasion or holiday, which I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they do a really good job with uh, ethnic cooking as well. You know, there's I've tried some of their um, East, their Indian uh, recipes. Like uh, I did a recipe for naan, which came out really well, and chicken tan- chicken tandoori. Um, so I would definitely make sure you have Epicurious on one of your iDevices. Yeah. The other app that I've used is is nice if you need to print some invitations. It's a free app, but it it's also um, it's called Maker M A K R. It came out a couple of years ago. They do have two in-app purchases. One is um, if you design uh, like an invitation or or whatever you want. Uh, you can print it at home and that's $1.99 for that particular design. So each design will cost you, I think, $1.99. The other thing is they have a high-res transparency. So, you know, if you want to do, I don't know, like a, a, a silk screen on something. But they will also print it for you. So you can order you can order that through them and you know, they, even if you wanted to do like business cards or anything with a logo, it's not just, you know, uh, invitation type thing. So you can always check out maker. It's not a bad app. I, I used it more when it first came out. I haven't used it for a while, but I did think I would include that one. And Elisa had one other link for hers and that was Thanksgiving. I uh, think, yeah, Thanksgiving recipes from the food network. And mm-hmm. that looked really good. So I hope everything is going well with Elisa. I know she's got a lot on her plate and she, I, I think she wished she could be here, but she's not sad. She can't be here, because, <laughs> <laughs> but we're thinking of you, Elisa, but actually the food network, you know, if you've seen it on TV, you know how, you know, all the big shows are on there and yeah. they have some yeah. really, have you gone to the website, Vicki? They have some really nice Turkey recipes actually. Yeah, yeah. I periodically I check check out because I have some some I have some of my favorite uh, uh, ones are on cooks are on on that show like Ina Gardner, Barefoot Contessa. She's one of my favorites. So I I gone to their website and got a couple couple of recipes. And one thing I want to mention before we go on is that before we end is that uh, Cooks Illustrated uh, has a free uh, membership where it uh, you're able to get the recipes that are, uh, shows up on their t- on their TV programs on PBS. Yeah. Um, and um, and it goes all the way up to like eighty dollars. So we have access to the magazine, Cooks Illustrated magazines, which are so much beautiful. I took some pictures off the off their um, uh, covers and made uh, framed them and put them in my kitchen when uh, when the first. The first house I had. <laughs> Their covers. They look so oh, pretty. The artists so that they use. Yeah, I, I think many yeah. of them are either oil or pastels, but they're beautiful. And I love their yeah. diagram on the back cover of like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, French pastries or apples. These yeah. are the type of apples. Yeah, they're all very frameable. I totally and agree with you. And then they also give you ideas about gadgets to buy. What's, yeah. what's the best uh, potato slicer, all kinds of stuff. I always go to the uh, Cooks Illustrated website to get that kind of information. If I'm looking for a food processor, I'm trying to find, figure out uh, which one is uh, the best food processor. And they test these things. Like America Test Kitchen, that's what they do. They test recipes and, and devices and all kinds of stuff. And they just turn it into a science. And this is just not uh, people just you know, experimenting on their own, then you can let them experiment and right. take their recipe. Well, you know, it's really funny because uh-huh. I received a food processor from my mother many, 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 many years ago. And it was nothing uber fancy, you know, it's just a food processor, but I use it like all the time mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I just love my food processor. Well, when it cracked, when the bowl cracked, 
when I lived in Tucson, I said, okay, I'll just replace the bowl. Cause I mean, it's still good. It's still powerful. And the blade is still sharp. You know, I've sharpened the blade and everything and I couldn't find a bowl. So I thought, well, I'm not going to just give this to Goodwill or throw it away. It still works. And I'm, I'm kind of cheap that way. So I MacGyvered it. I took duct tape and I <laughs> duct taped the bowl. So whenever I put it out in the kitchen, my husband will say, I really need to get you a new food processor for Christmas. I said, I don't want one. When this dies, then I will want one. But I'm not, uh, you know, now it's a matter of principle. I just want to, I just want this to die and it will not die. So I suppose that's a good thing. <laughs> what food processor is that? Oh my gosh. What is the name of it? It's not a quizzing or anything. It's, um, uh, KitchenAid or Braun? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a cheap one. She got. I mean, it wasn't, well, mm-hmm. I suppose I shouldn't say that. It wasn't, you know, cheap, cheap, mm-hmm. but, um, I'll, I'll tell you the next, the next, uh, episode of three okay. because okay. I, I'll have to go down okay. and check. It's, it's not yeah. any of the big, big names. Um, yeah. but you know, my gosh, I have made so many things and I always use it for pie crust. And mm-hmm. so it, if it would just die, then I could get a really nice food processor. Yeah. Don't you remember when... I love duct tape. I Just to let you know, I'm a duct tape queen. My, my, my dad was a duct tape person, too. You know, you can't fix it, you duck it. That's right. That's right. Like, did, did you remember when Lisa said that she wanted a KitchenAid mixer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought she was trying to be funny. You know, I do have a KitchenAid mixer, and I use it for everything. It came, I it came with a dough hook. Too. Um, yeah. a whisk. And you know, what I want for Christmas beater. is that uh, the food processor attachment. Yes. Yeah. And now, yeah, see, that yeah. would be a great present for me because I already have the food. I already have the mixer. So you're absolutely right. To get the food processor yeah. would be ideal. Yeah, I have the yeah. pasta uh, attachment. I just have the food grinder and, and I have never used it because I, I don't really like grind meats or anything like that. See, my so. Polish grandmother used to make her own kibasi and she in her own blood sausage. So she would get the casings mm-hmm. and she had this big steel humongous meat grinder and mm-hmm. she would, you know, make her own sausage. The only sausage that I've ever thought about making is um it's it's glorious french food. I, I I can't recall the author at the moment, but he has a seafood sausage in there that you make with scallops and lobsters and shrimp. Mm. And I thought, oh, if I was going to do a sausage, wow. I'd want to do a seafood sausage. There's no meat in it. Mm. It's all fish, which I think would be mm. fabulous because I've become a, a smoking queen. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I sm- uh, one of our friends gave smoke us an meats. electric smoker. No, 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 not meats. Oh. Only salmon. What? Our friend who gave it to us used yeah. to smoke pork and everything, and I wasn't sure if he smoked beef in it. So my, when we received it, when he gave it to us, I said to my husband, I don't want a nanoparticle of meat on that. I will never smoke <laughs> in it. So we got it all cleaned up, and I've been making a smoked, usually coho or sockeye or sometimes the Chinook salmon, and I make a maple red wine glaze to put on it. So I've made a rub. I rub. I do a rub first, and then I use the hickory and the applewood chips with it. And I absolutely love smoking. It takes me nine hours, and I I just keep going out and you know um, decreasing, you know, increasing mm-hmm. the the heat a little bit. But when that thing gets smoking, it's it's just the smell is fabulous. Have you tried the cedar plank? Um... Is it cedar? Yeah, I've had cedar plank yeah. salmon before. I used to make it, yeah. but yeah, I got a, I got all I ordered a bunch of boards and I made salmon on there one time. And it was so good, I thought I would die. And I haven't done it in a long time because salmon is so expensive, you know. Well, I always I, check for it on sale. So if it goes yeah, down, yeah, like they had, yeah. I did when I get it on sale. I don't think to to try. It's, it, it's time of year where you're not really outside barbecuing. So well, I yeah, so. I know that Whole Foods. Uh, around here has really some good sales on salmon and I will buy it, you know, like three or four pounds to smoke. But the other thing, if anybody's thinking about doing instead of a turkey and doing like a salmon for Thanksgiving, Trader Joe's has cedar wraps and basically you can buy them where you buy the meat and the fish and where their smoked salmon is. And it's a disposable wrap, but you put your fish in that wrap and then you bake it. And the other thing that I've used in John Nemirovsky, John Nemo um, from my Mac, I've made this for um, he and his wife at different functions is you just take, you just buy puff pastry at 
your supermarket, just regular Pepperidge Farm or Trader Joe's, whatever, let one of those thaw. And then you can take, even if it's frozen, you know, salmon that you have to get at Trader Joe's, thaw it out. But if you take just spinach leaves and some garlic, if you rub the, the, rub the salmon with garlic, the salmon skin, and then you put spinach leaves on top, drills a little olive oil, and then just wrap it up in, in the puff pastry. And you can make like a honey Dijon mustard to go over that or a dill or a dill mm. sauce to go over it. It's really great. And the presentation is delicious. the presentation's beautiful. It's really great for a crowd. So if, there's other alternatives if people don't particularly like turkey and you know want to make something else. Salmon, I think, is just a wonderful way to go. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, you could throw the turkey out on the grill. People do that. Yeah. Or and they, I, I would never deep fry a turkey. Oh, gross. I don't. I don't. I, I've had it. It's really nice and crispy. Oh, um, oh. But I just don't see the purpose of that. I know. That's too dangerous. And oh no, I would never I, do that. You get a whole day to make that baby. Yeah. <laughs> that just has never. Even the thought of deep fried turkey, just the sound of it, has oh. never ever. I'm from the it. south, so we deep fry everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. Well, at Dallas, yeah. not so much. I mean, the thing here, I, well, I think it's the trend too, as you know, everything yeah, is trending is, yeah. more healthy yeah. and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's good in many ways, but I don't see many of the fries that they have on the menu. Sometimes they're baked, which are very good. So that's kind of cool. I, I see a lot of men liking to do that. I, I, I yeah. really see women doing it. <laughs> I think that's a, yeah. uh, not yeah. to be sexist, but I definitely agree with you. I think that's, I, yeah. I don't see women saying, oh, let's go out and deep fry a turkey. That's definitely a guy thing. <laughs> Listen to how you deepen your voice. Oh, do what I did. <laughs> okay, we're going to get hate hate mail for that. But, well, it's true, though. I can I can picture yeah. my husband, you know, yeah, let's deep fry that. Well, um, yeah. not me. I prefer things, you know, baked or broiled, actually, or sautéed. Yeah. Yeah. Especially my turkey. I don't want to, I don't want to play games with that. You know? Now, what about cranberry sauce, yeah. Vicki? Are you a cranberry sauce aficionado? I love cranberry sauce. I'm not aficionado. I get the can of, uh, Ocean Spray. That has high fructose <laughs> corn syrup in it. Really? Yeah. So. You the, just ruined my day. Oh, well, I have to tell you these say, things. Because I, I'm, I'm, I am trying to get that out of my diet. Well, I, I am, thought about I am it. Debbie Downer here, culinary De- Debbie Downer. No, but it's not alternatives. I, I, I Trader, like Trader fresh, Joe's. I like freshly made. I like, I just like, I have to have cranberries. Me too. With my dressing. Me too. I love, oh, I love yeah. to have it the next day for leftovers. I'll put, I'll, I'll slide, I mean, I'll slather a cranberry sauce on a piece of bread and then put the turkey on top. But. And then oh, stuffing so on top of that. I know that's terrible. The stuffing, yeah. yeah the whole and then thing, I wonder why I can't delicious. lose a pound after. <laughs> but you know, the, well, the two... that Thanksgiving, if you eat it on Thanksgiving, it doesn't count. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, the yeah. two places where people may buy um, cranberry sauce without high fructose corn syrup, Trader Joe's has some in a jar, actually, that's very, very good. And... The other thing they have at Trader Joe's is a cranberry orange relish in their refrigerated, uh, where they have their all their refrigerated goods, and that's very mm. good too. My mother used to make something like that um, around Christmas, mm. where she would uh, blend up a an orange and some cranberries, and she did walnuts too, and it was in sugar, and it was very very good. But their cranberry sauce is good, but also Whole Foods has um, cranberry sauce without high fructose corn syrup as well. But Ocean Spray, mm-hmm. unfortunately, does. And I don't know why they have to put it in everything. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods near me, but I, whenever I'm near those towns, they have them out. Well, you know, I would think that people who have high glycemic indexes and are diabetic, would it must be really difficult for them to find something without high fructose corn syrup because you know they have to consider they have a that small amount of it that stuff that and it, who wants just a tablespoon exactly of, uh, it's you know to me I would think it was it would be almost better to have a small amount of something that just has a little sugar in it you know like a natural product that would have a little sugar right rather than I'm have a high fructose that going back to just regular sugar is the way to go yeah just plain old glucose you guys you yeah know. exactly rather yeah. than Sucrose, more refined you know. yeah i totally yeah. agree oh uh, i mean but even the um, the um the the non non uh, um the non-sugar sweeteners are uh, there's all these side effects to them you know they're not natural um except stevia 
Stevia. Yeah, that's what I, I use. I use stevia. And every time. I moved every, away from equal and, absolutely. and Splenda. Oh, so, um, what yeah. was the, the one? Aspartame. Aspartame is really bad. And, and the sucralose. sucralose. That's the other thing. Sucralose is in everything. And I've noticed they, they're putting it in like dog foods and stuff. I mean, why? Oh, my God. Why do dogs? I thought that's bad to kill a dog. Uh, I, I thought that's I, I not saw good. something at the uh, uh, PetSmart last week. I'm thinking, why are you putting sucralose in here? But the other thing is with stevia, you know, every time, every time, and I've used it for three years now, I go to put it in my coffee in the morning. I think of Lydia from Breaking Bad. <laughs> so she always, remember? Really? Oh, yeah. I just think of stevia. That, that kind of made stevia famous, I think. But stevia can be mm. very bitter for people. And they do. I don't. You know, it didn't, I actually mix it with Regular sugar sometimes if I for tea because sometimes I just want a little uh, kick. Yeah, I I use like you know half the stevia and half because you can buy it blended with regular sugar too. Yeah, I just use stevia yeah. in the raw and I've, I'm, I'm, I I use it in the raw. Yeah, too. and I'm a, I'm accustomed to the taste. It doesn't bother me now because I I drink black coffee so I have to have a little sweetener in it, but I don't use all that much. I don't like. I don't drink coffee anymore and I don't miss it. I did go to a coffee shop today. And I had a smoothie, and I, my head stopped. You know, you get that headache. I started feeling this little pounding. I said, "It's not a headache," and then it went away. <laughs> but you know, I do. I just, I just, you know, that rush you get when you drink that cup of coffee. Oh, and then the, the sensation, and then the smell, and oh my goodness! I, it's I, wonderful. I, it's I, wonderful, isn't it? I try to avoid <laughs> coffee shops, <laughs> but that's. How, I mean, it's because it's gotten a little cooler. That you saw, I wanted something warm, you know, and. And I'll get over it. It's been over a year, almost two years now that I've met coffee. Well, you know, another um, nice thing to have on a stove around the holidays um, is I love apple cider. Maine had some fabulous. I like the way it smells when you. you yeah, I apples. love mulled yeah. cider, and I really love apple mm. cider. And mm. I noticed again, I, I, it's not. It's like I'm doing this thing for Trader Joe's. I'm really not people. It's just that I go there. <laughs> I go there three times they have a week. Excellent products, though. But they, they have they a do. spice yeah. cider. And, you know, normally when you go to buy apple cider, it can be very expensive. And it wasn't so expensive in Maine, but living in Texas, it's it's really pricey. It's like $7 mm. for a gallon. I mean, it's it's pricey. But they had a spiced apple cider, and I tried it. And I thought, uh, how's this going to compare? It wasn't that bad. And so I heated it up on the stove yesterday because we had some really rainy weather here in Dallas. And, you know, that just hit the spot. It was just like having, you know, almost like a cup of hot cocoa. It's just really a nice fall drink. So if um, people are wondering about how to have apple cider and a little less expensive, Trader Joe's, that uh, spiced apple drink was actually pretty good and it wasn't that expensive. So mm, I know. I'm going to have to go to Trader Joe's now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping my nieces off, I know. niece and nephew off, and I'm heading to Trader Joe's tomorrow. I know. I go there three times a week. They know me on a personal basis. And, but I, I can use Apple Pay now, which I love. I tried to use it and it didn't work. Uh, really? At Trader Joe's? Yeah, at Trader Joe's. I, for first, the first time I ever, I, I tried to use it when Apple Pay first came out. And then it was a couple of months ago that I was at uh, Trader Joe's and I could not get it to work. I think it's just me. I, I'm not used to using it. It could be my case or something. Well, when you, when you first yeah. go in there... Um, when you're at the, you know, when you're at the checkout, just tap. Your, I get really close. I put my phone really close to that reader, that NFC mm-hmm. reader, and usually, boop, my credit card will pop right up. Yeah, I just, I, I probably, I'm going to try it again. But um, what I like about them, and it just maybe just the ones that I go to is two different ones that at uh, near two towns near me, and they are so happy there. They're friendly. <laughs> Yeah, they just. I just don't. I never go in there and find somebody grumpy. No, no, know? they're pretty cool. I like. I like the yeah, the the, yeah. the atmosphere in there. The uh, and I like the fact they always have samples. You know that you can try yeah, these things, yeah. which is yeah, really yeah. Nice. I love those cheeses because you know I have no imagination when it comes down to cheeses. <laughs> And I thought I didn't like cheese until I started sampling them at different places. And went, oh, this is one good. of their, che- <laughs> they have several cheeses that are very good around the holidays. They usually have a cranberry covered chev, which is absolutely oh, yes. to die for. They also have an <gasps> apple um, one that's very good and a blueberry one. So that's really mm-hmm. great for a party. If you're, mm-hmm. if, you know, you have to do something really quick is picking up that. And they have some crackers that have, um, they have pumpkin. They have a rosemary cracker 
but they also have like a pumpkin and cranberry and nutcracker, which is really good. It looks like a little mini toast and putting Chev on that holds up well and it's really good. The other mm. cheese they have is fabulous is their, um, I think it's their Toscano. It's, um, it's got a uh, port in it and it's absolutely very good mm. or, or Syrah wine, excuse me, a Syrah. And that's a really nice, uh, cheese as well, you know, to have, um, you know, just for wine and cheese somewhere. But well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for our Trader Joe moment. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, it, it, they do make it really uh, conve- convenient. I like the less choice, uh, fewer choices. Excuse me, I like fewer choices when I go into a um, a, a grocery store. Choices really? really are my downfall. Yeah, I don't know which one to pick. So I, when uh, I only okay. have two yeah. things to choose from, that's awesome. I, I like that. <laughs> Makes my life simpler. Yeah, I do wonder to Al. Yeah, keep few, looking fewer, and fewer choices for everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're about ready to wrap up, everyone. We wish you all, um, you know, a very happy holiday. We hope you get your fill of um, your turkey, and we hope these recipes you try them. Uh, like I said, email me if you want my super secret uh, champagne turkey recipe. Vicky, mm-hmm. thank you so much for talking about Cooks Illustrated too, because that's a great resource and you know, it sounds it really is. wonderful. Yeah. That's a beautiful magazine. Elisa, hope things are doing well, and thank you for your yeah. uh, links that you gave us. I'm sure that's going to be really helpful for new turkey uh, bakers, cookers, <laughs> uh, cooks. And uh, mm-hmm. we will talk to you after the holidays. Thanks, everyone. Bye. think about becoming a podcaster thinking wow you know that's probably way too hard well we have a solution the stoplight network is looking for brand new shows to join the network won't cost you a dime in fact you might actually make some money off of it so if you've always wanted to podcast and it seemed way too daunting drop me a line my name is tim robertson i am the host of tech fan I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for primetime.